0: And welcome back to another episode of the Bookstagays. I'm Sam and my pronouns are she, her.
1: And I'm Alex and my pronouns are she, her.
0: And I'm so excited to tell you that one of our favorite people on Bookstagram is here with us. Hey, Mel. Hi, I'm Um. Mel. (laughs) I'm Mel. Um, Mel, will you introduce yourself and tell us your pronouns and tell us where you fit in the LGBTQ plus family and maybe tell us where we can find you? Sure. So like
1: your address. I, yeah, yes, I'll <laughs>
0: because I want to, I want to stalk you. That's my, that's my job.
2: Sounds good. So I am Mel, my pronouns are she, her, and I say sometimes that might change, but we'll see what happens. That's great. Um, what was the other question? Oh, um, right, what, where I fall. I identify as Q right now. Sometimes that can mean questioning. Sometimes that can mean queer. We'll see what happens. I love um, that. You can find me on Instagram at shelf.acceptance.
1: Oh, oh, nice. There's a dot there.
2: There's a dot, yeah. Like a That's little how little
1: I pay. I didn't know you could have dots in your username. Yeah,
0: You be the book.advocate?
1: The. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... <laughs> Yeah, so we have Mel on today to talk about her process of figuring out her or questioning her identity, I guess, is what we could say. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Mel, do you want to tell our lovely listeners about your podcast, what it is, what you do? Oh, yes. I like
2: that. So I have a podcast. It's called The Shelf Acceptance Podcast. It's so good. Yeah, you guys were some of my first guests ever on there. Um, it's a podcast where I talk about books and mental health, which are two of my favorite things. Um, and yeah, I kind of just started it because I loved your guys' podcast so much and that was fun.
1: Oh, thanks. It's easy, right? <laughs> I mean people are so intimidated, but I think it's like once you get it done.
2: Yeah, every time somebody is a guest on my podcast, they're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Like, I'll do it again.
1: You're just like, it's like FaceTiming your friends, except for it (laughs) happens to be recording you.
0: Okay, but I love to listen to that. Like, I love on podcasts where like people are just like riffing together and I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm a part of it. Yeah. I also feel like that might be my extroverted seven coming out, but like, who's counting?
1: It is hard to listen to them and then be like, I have so much to say, please put me on. (laughs)
2: Yeah, one of my favorite things is how Alex always posts a response to every I talk podcast, and I'm like, yes, like it's like you were right there with me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I JG has done that for ours sometimes, and then I, I mean, when I listen to our podcast back, I'm on it, so like there's nothing new that I'm gonna say back to myself. But now I know why JG did that because when I listen to yours, I'm like okay, wait, I have a thought here. And then I have a thought here. And then let me answer this question for you. Oh, I do that too. I want to tell you all about it. But you can't because I'm not there.
2: (laughs) Because I'm not there. Yeah. But yeah, it's fun.
1: Oh, go ahead. I just said it's fun. Yeah. Is it hard to do (laughs) by yourself? Because you run the whole show. You don't have like a co host.
2: I feel like it's better for me because I'm very controlling. So
1: (laughs) it works. Sam's in her mind like I have one of those too on my team
2: (laughs) so like for me because I have complete control over like what's going on in the podcast and like I I kind of like do a little outline before every episode and like send it to whoever my guest is going to be so they have an idea of like what we're going to talk about and then sometimes like we just go rogue and talk about whatever we're going to talk about anyway which is fun and I like that but I like to have an outline because it like like, I'm the one that created that plan. Like, yeah. my guests mm-hmm. can, like, adjust it if they want to and, like, give me suggestions or feedback, but, like, that's my plan and that's how we're going to do
1: it. Mine. <laughs> I yeah. get that. Do you? So you talk about mental health. Tell us mm-hmm. why that's important to you and what maybe you do for a living. Sure. Mm-hmm.
2: So I am a therapist. I um, went to school for psychology and social work. So obviously mental health is a big part of, what I do but also I go to therapy for myself I have anxiety that I've been dealing with for a long time and I feel like it's just really important one of my biggest like goals of like doing the podcast like having my Instagram and like just I guess talking to people in real life in general is to kind of like get rid of some of that stigma associated with mental health and with like living with mental illness and like Asking for help and going for therapy, like that should all be normal. And, you know, that's my goal.
1: Yeah. Do people, um, I forget my question now. Sam, go ahead. <laughs> I saw your mouth open. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember.
0: I just think, I think you do such a good job on your podcast and then also like on your Instagram. Like you are so welcoming for people. Like anybody that I talk to, like I just talked to Speedy Reader, Erica. And she was like, I love her so much. Like, she is so kind. Like, I just feel like I just met her and like, we're already friends. (laughs) And so like, I feel like you, you already provide that space for people. And I love that.
1: That's true. You're creating that therapeutic relationship all over Bookstagram. I love that. That's like really my goal. And I love to hear that. That's like how people
2: feel because that means like I'm doing something good. And I feel like, obviously like I still have to keep like boundaries set because I don't want people like always coming in and like expecting me to like be their therapist and I don't think that that's actually like been the case yet but I do have like you know I think people are more comfortable to message me and be like oh I felt this way like I know that you posted about it like do you have any like suggestions or like can I talk to you about it Mm -hmm. and I always appreciate like I'm never going to say like, no, you can't talk to me about this, but I still want you to ask if it's okay. Like if I'm in the right space to yes. like, hear you at that time, because maybe That's I'm not, true. maybe I'll say like, I definitely want to talk to you about this, but maybe tomorrow instead of today or, you know, something like that. And I, I always like want people to feel like they can come and talk to me about whatever's going on, but like, be okay with me saying like, this might have to wait a couple of days.
1: Yeah because I, I have I
2: to
0: protect myself. I love that because like I wish I had those boundaries like I don't have boundaries for that like if someone's like hey can I talk to you it is my immediate response to say yes even if I'm not in the headspace for it. Yeah.
1: yeah I do that too though <laughs> and I should know better because obviously <laughs> like Mel I'm a therapist and I gen- genuinely dislike when people just and Sam knows too, when people just like throw something, like sometimes people will throw really intense things at me or like in a chat. And I'm like, okay, wait, oh my I got like, like, and of course my therapist brain is like, okay, wait, no, I need like 12 more. I have 12 more questions because I don't even know if we're okay right now. Like, do I need to figure out your address? Yeah. And, but people like it's, it's a delicate balance. And I think mm-hmm. putting yourself out there and being authentic and, wanting to talk about mental health and once people see that you walk that boundary of like okay I'm not your therapist but also like I want to share this and make everyone else talk about it and mm-hmm. you know realize it's normal but also please don't like throw your trauma at me at like 8:30 p.m on a Wednesday yeah. when I'm about to go to bed that part
2: yeah I mean I've had somebody not from Instagram like just like in my real life like a, a like somebody that like I don't actually know but it was like my aunts like friends like family member had like messaged me and been like I don't know what to do here like this is happening with me like I'm going through this like this person's doing this to me and like I'm really like not okay and I'm like look like I can't be your therapist I don't even know you but if you're looking for me to help you find help like I can definitely do that yeah and like they didn't really understand that boundary so I kind of just had to like not Engage, but like that's hard for me too because I want to help everybody but like if I don't know you and you're just like throwing yourself into my like messages like asking me to give you like unsolicited
1: therapy like that's not how
2: this works
1: yeah that's been my most recent not recent but over the last like year or so when people from my real life or not in my real life and on my online life ask me for help I can like help you to a certain point, but I'm always just going to refer you back to therapy. And I will help you find a therapist. I'll give you the website. I'm not going to do it for you. But after like so many years of like trying to solve everyone's problems and not being successful because you're not my client, I'm like, yeah. you need a therapist. I'm not yeah. your therapist. Go now.
2: Yes, I think everybody needs a therapist. But that's mm-hmm. just oh,
1: me. absolutely,
0: absolutely. Sam, I feel an like advocate. you would love therapy. I I used to do therapy like whenever I worked at in New York at a school Mm -hmm. um, they had therapy for the teachers and so I love that mm -hmm. so I went to therapy then and then when I was in college I went to therapy Um, but it's just they I don't have good health insurance as a teacher and so it is
1: not yeah it can be expensive to have good mm -hmm. quality therapy
0: Mm-hmm. Um but I am an advocate advocate cuz I think it's so important for everyone everyone. I just
1: want to um, imagine you in a therapist office like okay 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 so get this like <laughs> guess what oh my god okay and like not being able to like start your sentence cuz you're so worked up like okay Sam's,
2: okay Sam's therapist would never be able to like get a word in. I
1: that. have a question. Okay, so <laughs>
0: Um, it, so whenever I was reading, maybe you should talk to someone. Is that what we did? Yes. What was, yeah. yeah, I read that with Mel. That was my first book chat with
1: you. Yes. Ooh, that's such a good book. I love and, that.
0: um, I was reading it with you and I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, this is me. Like, this is me. Like, but she said something and she said along the lines of, um, Like, therapy isn't an answer. It's, like, a path to help Mm -hmm. you find the answer. And, like, I always, like, revert back to that. And I'm, like, that is such a beautiful statement. Because it's not, like, if you're going to look for answers from someone else, like, therapy's not your bet.
1: Yeah. I need everyone to hear that message because they really want you to solve every problem.
0: Yeah. Well of course, because that takes the responsibility off of someone. Mm-hmm. Like if you make my decision for me, then if it fu- if it messes up,
1: then it's maybe awkward.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys.
2: Teach your brain, teacher brain.
1: <laughs> if it no, fudges I have, up.
2: <laughs> I've had clients who like stop coming to me because I straight up tell them like I'm not doing this work for you. Like, I'm not putting more work in than you are willing to put in for yourself because that's mm-hmm. not my job. Like, I'm not I'm not here to do everything. I'm here to help you do everything.
1: Yeah. Right. I think people think therapy is like, I'm going to tell you my problem. You're going to tell me what to do. I'll do it. And they don't realize how, like, hard and uncomfortable and confrontational it is. Yeah. And, like, if you're looking for any answers, it's – I think people just want – the response, they don't want to take the accountability of like what they could have been doing to, cause mm-hmm. I, I'm a very defensive person. So I remember my first time in therapy, I was talking about something with like, you know, my parents and my therapist basically was like, well, you don't have to keep doing this. I'm like, okay, but it's not fair. And she, like, she was like, doesn't matter. Like what are, what is your, and I got so mad at her. Cause I was like, no, 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 I want you to tell me that they're being ridiculous and it's not mm-hmm. fair. And she wouldn't do it. And I was like, whatever. And then I left and I was like, oh, this is how all my clients feel too. <laughs> it was hard. It's hard. Um, so. That makes me think. Go on.
0: I will say even like with that book, like taking it back to that book, because, you know, it's made me realize what I project on my friends to be like a therapist at times. <laughs> and like even how I talk to people like, has changed, if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, I love that. I'm excited for you guys to read group, too, because it's a little bit different than maybe you should talk to someone, but it's, like, she's not a therapist, so it's, like, Mm -hmm. her personal experience going to therapy for the first time and being in a group therapy session and, like, getting those, like, hard, like, boundaries thrown at her, like, by her therapist and, like, other people in the group and, like, learning all this stuff, like, from doing it, and it's good. I'm, I'm excited for us to talk about it. Do um, you, Mel, oh,
0: no, go you, ahead, okay. Alex. No, I will Well, Mel, before we move, can you tell us a little bit about that book club that you're starting and what yeah. you're talking about for our
2: listeners? That and sure. I also have
1: another question. Okay,
2: <laughs> so I just started this book club. It is, you know, just through my Instagram and whatever I'm, I, I'm anticipating that we will do like a monthly zoom call. I'll start like a little group message and it's not going to be like a strictly like mental health book club, but no matter what books we're reading, I want us to have like conversations about mm-hmm. mental health and how mental health and mental illness is represented in whatever books we're reading. Um, and I picked our first book to be group, which is a memoir by Christy Tate who I actually interviewed for my podcast. Ah. Um, yeah. And It's a book about her experience in therapy, which is obviously, like, very much, like, going to elicit mental health conversations, and even though, like, that's our first book, I don't think all the books will be as much of, like, a mental health, like, type of book, but I still want us to have those conversations, so that's my goal with the book club and with everything else is just to open these conversations to talk about Mm -hmm. mental health and, like, normalizing it a little bit more and just, like, how... You know, these different processes and different situations are going to come up in different parts of life and in different books, and how they're all, you know, valid experiences. We love a book club.
0: We yeah. do. I kind of feel like every book has some type of um, aspect of mental health in it because we're dealing with people. Yeah. Every, you know, and so I think that's interesting. Like, I just finished Cemetery Boys. Mm -hmm. and oh y'all gotta read it um the aspect of found family and the aspect of like coming out to your family and how like that affects the characters I think was so interesting for me and I think it's it's important to realize like everyone has a mental health journey Everybody, whether you are one hundred percent or whether you, you know, like everyone has that journey to go down. Yeah. Okay, Alex, I'm done. Go ahead.
1: No, that's okay. I was gonna have Mel recommend us some of her favorite mental health themed books, which we kind of talked about too. But you can reiterate them if you want. So maybe you should talk to someone. And group are two of my favorites,
2: and those are like both memoirs that are some the author's like personal mental health experiences. Um, another one I really like that's also like a memoir, but in a different format is Reasons to Stay Alive, um, which oh, I that Katie from Shelf Made Woman recommended that to me, and I really loved it so much. Um, I haven't read Matt Higg's next book yet, Midnight Library, but spoiler alert, it's going to be the December book club pick for my book club. Right. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, Another one I really love, this is not as popular of a book, but um, it's called Every Last Word by Tamara Ireland Stone. Um, and it is a very accurate representation of how kind of like being shameful and hiding your mental illness can cause, like, it to get worse. Oh. Um, so that one was really good. I, I really loved that. Turtles All the Way Down by John Green is another favorite of mine. Um, oh, I have that one. I haven't read it yet. It's, it's one of my favorites, and I think it's because, like, related to the way that the main character's, like, thought pattern were portrayed um so that's something one of the books that i try to make everybody read because i love it so much um yeah those are my main ones those are the biggest ones for me also tower of dawn which is in the throne of glass series that one is about you don't read it without reading the rest of the throne of glass series like that one for me the, the journey of, like, mental health and healing that the character of that book, like, went through, I felt, like, was very, like, well-written and
1: made me feel all types of things, so I love it. You like, carry around, like, the small version of it, right?
2: I, I have, like, a pocket-sized edition of that book, and I keep it in my purse. And it's mm-hmm. probably, like, this big. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, pocket size, but it's it. actually, like, thin because
1: the pages are,
2: like, Bible-thin.
1: Oh, Bible pages. Ooh. Okay,
0: I have a question. Um, yeah. Tower of Dawn is the first one, right? No, Tower
2: of Dawn is the second to last one. Oh. Um.
1: Yeah, you can't start there.
2: <laughs> well, okay, so oh, no. Oh, no Nat nat
0: at That's What Nat Read um, during quarantine sent me the first – tower or the first one of those Throne um, of, glass. of Throne, Throne of glass and it was good but i was on my gay journey to not reading anything that wasn't gay um and so i have yet to hop off of that and i
1: think i'm going
0: to hop off for addie larue it's gay, it's gay. oh
1: like it's a it's a male female pairing but they're both queer oh yeah, it's a very gay book.
0: Yeah, okay, well, I'm not hopping off yet, but <laughs>
2: I do really like the Throne of Glass series, but the first two are slow. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I have I have most of them. Is that the one that Manon is in? Is that how you say her name? Yeah. Manon, Blah, blah blah. I um, she's the, I just want like a book of her being like some gay witch somewhere else. <laughs> wait. We have a gay witch in Tower of Dawn. No, there's no no one gay. But I I decided she was gay. Yeah. I mean,
0: I do like gay people. It
1: could yeah. be. Like,
2: I could see that.
0: Um, we were gator hunting, me and my friend. And we saw a lady. And she, like, looked at my – I had, like, a headband in. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I like your headband. I was like, thank you. And my friend was like, oh, she's gay. And I was like –
2: Because of a headband, (laughs) (laughs) was she? Was she? she Yeah, did you?
0: I don't know. I still say maybe. She was hiking, like she. Okay. Okay, so my friend says that she was wearing a soccer jersey, and I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. Stop it, Alex.
1: (laughs) I don't know that it does. I think a headband's pretty innocent, so I don't know.
0: And she was wearing cargo shorts,
1: like long cargo shorts.
0: Long cargo shorts? I don't remember.
1: Mid thigh. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Probably. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I'm really distracted, Sam, by like your one piece of hair that's like, (laughs) would you? (laughs) you
2: Like hanging out of
1: here, right here. that's all i'm thinking
0: of (laughs) i feel like the halloween or the hocus pocus sister like the one that reads the vacuum yeah (laughs) that is what you
1: look like right now (laughs) can you be here for halloween no i'm gonna
0: be carol baskin
1: (laughs) okay next halloween yeah okay need to do that at some point this All was- right, Mel, we're going to transition to our gay portion of the podcast. So- I love
0: gay portion of the podcast.
1: We forgot to ask you, though, our our question that we ask everyone. Okay. Oh,
0: what's giving you life this week? Wait, was that it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say probably,
2: like, our FaceTimes that we've been doing.
0: Oh, hell yeah! Oh, that was
2: going to be my answer, too. Oh, <laughs> <Liz>. <laughs>
0: That was such a like. I'm telling you, I'm. First of all, I've never Facetimed Autumn, so that was a nice little like oh surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my gosh, I had the best time Facetiming you guys.
1: Yeah, it's nice when internet friends become like real life friends.
0: Am I your real life friends?
1: Well, yeah, I I know you in real life now, so I can say that.
0: Mhm.
2: I
1: think. No, how guys- are you? Oh yeah.
2: What? Wait, say that again. Guys are my real life friends now. We've started. Uh, past- yeah,
1: that's true. The-
2: you know where I live.
1: Yeah, because you
0: have my address. That means we're real life friends. That's you have my true. address. We're
1: real life friends. You could come find us if you really felt compelled. Like fly to Florida and be like, "Hey, guys, I'm here."
0: Yeah, and you know what? I'd pick you up from the airport. You hear me? What <laughs>
1: airport is closest to you?
0: Jacksonville.
1: Oh. You still gotta drive though. You don't have anything. Mine's like ten minutes down the street. I'll <laughs> pick you up. Yeah, <laughs> mine. You don't want to drive an hour and a half through like Gator Country <laughs> just to get back to Sam's place.
0: <laughs> but you're gonna have to drive two hours to get to my house,
1: anyways. You're gonna come to Tampa. There's more stuff. Are you?
0: Are you fucking kidding me? Have you? Excuse me, friends. Hold on. I need you to talk loud. It's my house. Boring. My house is not boring. I have things to do here.
1: I feel like that's a little biased of an answer. Yeah, like you, you live there, so and your friend does other things there that like Mel and I are not going to be doing. You don't right. want to go swimming. I'm not talking about swimming.
2: Yeah. I don't talking, want to go. I'm not about
1: swimming outside of the house. Mel, let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Exploring <on>. your identity. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, so, <laughs> tell us about that process. Like, do you remember maybe when you started to question things in your life?
2: Honestly, like probably always. I think that it just like kind of hit me about like what that meant for me. Like more recently, okay. um, but I have always been someone who feels like very like rebellious against the like gender binary I feel like that is such a like I hate it so much and I feel like I dress a certain way and like have certain thoughts and do certain things that like are purposefully like outside of that gender binary because I don't want to fit into that box and it's something that I've always like gone against and I always like bring up and when I was in college, I did my like senior thesis, like research project on um, what types of like personality traits or like how I had like a whole bunch of factors, but it was like basically personality traits, biological sex, gender identity, and how those things affect your willingness to be open to gender fluidity. Oh. And Yeah. so The like, ultimate at, ally right here. Right. So like at that point I was like, feeling real strong about it and, uh, and then like I've had a lot of clients that I'm like I don't know how this happened but now we're exploring your identity and hmm. you know with that and that's cool like I've had like young clients like around like 10 or 11 years old that's I, amazing like, I love it I've like you know helped them through like figuring out who they are and like coming out to their family and I had one oh. client he actually just like had them get a haircut to like feel more comfortable and that was like the biggest like success that we could have had and it was amazing um but I've done like a lot of this stuff I've always like felt really strongly about it and then I guess more recently like I've been reading I mean I've always read like a lot of queer books but I've just been reading a lot and for that that helps me to realize like oh maybe this is like something for me to think about, too, like, not just help other people think about it. Yeah, it's an actual thing. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that it was hard for me to, like, I mean, I've been in a relationship now for, like, four and a half years we've been together, so we've been together since I was 21, and we, you know, like, I was still in college at that point, like, you know, 21 is young, so we you know, we're kind of, like, figuring ourselves out together, which I really love, and I, you know, feel like I have a really good partner, but I felt like I never had a reason to explore it, because I know that he's my person, like, that I'm going to be with for this life, Mm so it almost was, like, why do I need to, because I'm not going to, like, go and be with anybody else, and, like, Mm -hmm. this is it for me, like, and I, think like in reading all these books and like maybe even like just being on bookstagram and like having new friends like I realized like I don't have to not question my own identity and look at myself and figure myself out just because I am not going to go and like be in a relationship or be with right so that's definitely something that is like new to me that this idea of like I don't have to invalidate my relationship or like change really anything about myself but I can still explore this and I can look within and kind of figure that out and it's something that like I mean you guys know and anybody on bookstagram knows like I posted about like coming out and being a Q, whatever that means for me and that was really it like I didn't go any farther than that I haven't like really like pushed it any farther like tried to explain it to anybody else because it feels like people are really not going to understand that and I think like Mm -hmm. even people that follow me on my bookstagram like from my real life like I've had like a couple of my friends who are like this is cool like love you like whatever and then I've had like a couple that are like we'll text Tyler and be like hey are you okay like what's going on
1: <laughs> oh Tyler- no Mel said she's basically a lesbian what's happening <laughs> and Tyler's
2: like yeah like I'm fine like this doesn't change anything like what do you mean why wouldn't yeah. I be okay and I think I, like I love him <laughs> but like obvious I don't know like sometimes I'm like do these people think that like I didn't we didn't have like multiple
1: long conversations about- <laughs> you just announced it and let him read it <laughs> <laughs>
2: is that what they thought that I just like threw it out there, like for him to find out too. Probably. I don't know, but yeah, he, I mean, he's very supportive and he like kind of questions those things, like not for himself, but like he pushes those boundaries too. And is like, well, why do I have to not like romance stuff? Because I'm a boy. Like, that's not okay. Like I love movies, like rom-coms are my favorite. So like, I think like (laughs) I think that is like this whole process of for me is more like letting myself just like be whoever I am like in Mm -hmm. a way from and understanding that it's okay for me to like really think about that and like look within and look at myself and and figure that out however long it takes me to do that but also like in the process like trying to like break down that gender binary like on a bigger level.
1: Yeah, and I think it was important because I know there are a lot of people who maybe don't, who felt similarly like, do I need to question this because I'm in this relationship, whatever relationship that is. I think even if you're in a same-sex relationship, you can question your identity. So, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people feel like they can't because Mm -hmm. what's the point if if I'm married or if I'm engaged? I've been with this person for so long and we're not going to separate, so why bother? But I think- seeing you post that a lot of people are like oh like it is okay and I can say that I don't know but I know I'm maybe not fully I, I maybe I don't fully identify as a female or I don't I'm not fully straight but it doesn't have to change the relationship I'm in agreed people think, think that it does <laughs> Like oh and I think know. it's
0: beautiful because it is all a, a journey of figuring yourself out you know in becoming more in tune to yourself, and I mean, Alex and I have had people come be like, <laughs> "I'm married, and that this is how you know." Mm-hmm. I'm starting to realize that maybe da 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 da, and I think it's so important. Like that's okay. Like you can love your your partner, and they can be it for you, but that's not for them it's for you to figure out you know right Right. and and as long as you I told someone this the other day like you don't have to come out to anybody but yourself and if you come out to yourself at the end of the day you did okay
1: Mm -hmm. you know
0: you did good um because it's no one's damn business but yourself yeah and you can you can let you know, you can come out to everybody. You can come out to yourself. You can come out to like a certain few people. And once again, it is okay as long as you are okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think in Mel's case too, it was good because, because you felt comfortable making a post and sharing that questioning journey. A lot of other people are like, oh, you can even like, just say your are que- like, I don't need to come mm-hmm. out when I have the answer. I can just that say part. That I'm somewhere I'm in this like nebulous space and I don't yet mm-hmm. know what I am, but I can still say that I'm questioning cuz that is a valid mm-hmm. identity. Like right. you don't have to know exactly what you are to come out as something. right And I think that like it's such an important thing like I think
2: in like our society, like we have this idea that like your early 20s or like your late teenage years, like you're supposed to like figure out who you are, right? Like you're separating from your parents for the first time, like if you're going away to college or like you're becoming your own person, like in a way that's separate from just like who you were raised as maybe. And like, right. you're, you're trying to figure out who you are as a person. And why wouldn't your sexuality and gender identity be part of that exploration? Like, I don't know. I feel like it's we assume that like being straight and cisgendered is just like the the like automatic answer and we don't explore unless we like think that we are like gay or queer or like on that spectrum but like why don't we just like explore it anyway like what 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 harm is gonna come from looking and saying like how, well who am i like, in all these respects, like not just like, right. what do I? What are my interests and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, what career do I want to have? Like, you should be exploring like all parts of yourself. And I feel like that's something that we don't always like talk about or like encourage mm-hmm. people to do. Yeah, well, but, we like, don't. Who, right, like who decided that straight insists like were the default
0: social construct? men.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. It makes me think of the book we just read we finished raising them by kyle myers myers um and they're raising their child basically essentially without a gender right now until their child chooses when if they choose how they want to identify so they're using they them pronouns they're not like gender socializing them or only giving them boy or girl toys or only using like certain words for them like cute and pretty and handsome and rugged um (laughs) that's what I say to two-year-olds on the street you're so rugged today (laughs) um but I just wonder like how mm, like what our world would look like if we did that with everyone and people were just allowed to be who they are and not think like okay I have to play with dolls I have to play with trucks I have to like like blue or purple and Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. I saw
2: this post the other day, and I, I wrote down like a part of it because I wanted to read it to you guys because I don't know if you saw it, but the post was on like National Coming Out Day. Ah, oh, um, yes. And some, the whoever this was posted, I don't remember, but wouldn't it be amazing to get to a place where we don't have to have a National Coming Out Day because being queer isn't stigmatized and folks mm-hmm. understand in fact the fluidity of gender
1: and sexuality right? Like that's the dream. I'm ready for that. I hate coming out. (laughs) I never want to do it again. Yeah.
2: And like in, I've read it, I read a book once, um, that I recommend everybody to read. It's been a while since I read it, but it's called Parrot Fish. Um, and it is a book about like that, this exploration of like gender and sexuality. And, um, I've heard about that book. I actually like when I was working with that 10 year old client, I read it with them we read like parts of it obviously I didn't have them read the whole thing because it wasn't really like super age appropriate for a 10 year old but I would read parts out loud to them and there was a part of the book that like for them like when I was reading it like you can see like something clicked in their head and they were like oh my gosh wow and I loved that and it was like the main character was talking about how if you lined up like everybody on earth like across like some huge football field and you had like the really, really masculine people on one side and the really, really feminine people on the other side, there are so many people in the middle. Like not everybody Mm -hmm. on one Mm -hmm. side or the other. There has to be a lot of people in the middle. So why do we assume that you're like not the norm if you're somewhere in the middle there?
1: Mm -hmm. And it it comes from everywhere. Like I was just First of all, I hate when people like gender your presentation because like Mm -hmm. you can be a man and want to be like, I just think that's stupid. But also I say that as someone who's like not very feminine, like Mm -hmm. I hate wearing makeup and I never do unless I'm like going out for like Mm -hmm. the end. But even then I like don't love it, but I feel like I need to wear it or I look tired all the time. (laughs) So I really love people who just never wear makeup and they look so great to me. But then when I I'm like, no, I need it. I don't know what that is, but, um, but like, you know, I don't like to do my hair. I like to wear t-shirts and jeans and one pair of shoes until I die. Yeah. So Same. everyone gets mad at me because they're like, don't, why don't, or I should say everyone Tab gets mad at me because I only wear like one pair of shoes. She's like, let's get you more shoes. I was like, I don't really like shoes. <laughs> if I can I mean, be a we... better foot all the time, I would. Yeah. See, you That part would fit in so well in Florida. My feet are constantly like. Dirty because I just walk. I will walk all over my backyard with no shoes on. And I just mm-hmm. don't care. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I wear. Oh, sorry, Sam. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. This, I, I wear go. my constantly. Go ahead. No, you go. No, I. I wear my Birkenstocks like until it's like 30 degrees outside. Yeah, I mean, you just put socks on this bad boy, isn't it? going. you don't do
0: that. I don't put socks on. I too. <laughs> I, have do? I hate socks too. You're, I have loved Rocket Power. You're
1: a shoeby if you do that. Yeah. Okay. Them.
0: So I don't wear shoes a lot. Like, I have three pairs of shoes that yeah, I rotate. We don't have to. We don't have to. Um, but I get made fun of because I don't wear socks. Like, I don't like to wear socks.
1: In your shoes? I wear socks if I'm wearing shoes. Yeah, otherwise- they'll get smelly, Sam. Yeah. Well, you know, it's fine. you'll wear socks
2: (laughs) but yeah no I don't I I have my two pairs of shoes I have my bergen socks and then when it gets too cold I I transfer over to my vans where I put socks on to wear them but uh, I don't think I'm a good gay because I don't have vans
1: they're not uncomfortable sorry (laughs) they the backs of my ankles always get like blisters when I wear backs in my shoes But I have my Birkenstock or like my fake Birkenstocks because I'm poor. Um, Same. Target has like a pair for $25. Um, And they're 14. What? They're 14. Oh, well, then I need to go get another pair. Um, I have those and then I have like a pair of combat boots that are breaking apart and then like a pair of like brown mid calf. Is that what that is? Mid calf. Mm -hmm. And that's it. But I resist almost all winter until it gets to like. 55 and i'm like my toes are cold you guys don't even really have winter
2: though like yeah. 55 is still fall for me sometimes i don't worry
1: at 55 me too usually it but... gets
0: it gets to the 20s in here
1: oh you're a little further north than me so
0: mm-hmm. and i'm inland
1: yeah that makes sense 20s is whoa. sometimes sometimes it reaches like 35 over here and i'm like whoa we're really like crazy this <laughs> <It's>... winter <laughs>
0: Don't call me Vermont. (laughs) (laughs)
2: But
1: yeah, folks,
2: I wear my two pairs of shoes, but also like same as what you were saying, Alex. Like I don't really dress like feminine. I hate wearing makeup. I I don't think I have worn makeup in like multiple years now. But Tyler and I share clothes, and that's one of my favorite things.
0: Love that.
2: Like we, we don't. Like, really separate our clothes anymore. We have like a whole mountain of sweatshirts on one side of the room and a mountain of t shirts on the other side of the room. And you just wear them. And and we just like share them all. And like, you know, like we have shorts that we share and we have like jackets that we share and like everything like that. The only thing that we don't share is like pants. Like pants, because like we're not the same size. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I love like big, I like to wear like baggy stuff too. Yeah. And which a lot of people hate. I say, I keep saying a lot of people tab hates because she's like, wear something that fits you. But I'm like, I like loose clothes. You too. <laughs> Just who I am. But I also love to shop in like the boys section, but nice. I always feel like a little weird. Like I have to pretend like I'm shopping for a boy and I'm like, okay.
2: Right. Which is like, that shouldn't be how it is. But like, yeah. Women's clothes are made like to be like form fitting and they're not comfortable and they're not durable and they don't feel good on your skin. Like I hate them. And, like, I I only shop in the men's section. I don't even, like, go to the girls' section unless I'm buying, like, leggings.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I
2: do love some leggings. Yeah.
0: Okay, I have a funny story. Ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a good t-shirt. I love a good flannel. I love a good Hawaiian shirt. And I was in TJ Maxx a few weeks ago, and I was, like, shopping. And I was in the guys' section looking for, like, t-shirts and stuff. And I ran into a kid, <laughs> and they're like, "Miss Leanne, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Shopping for my brother." <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> "I don't even know why." Like it well, was. You just, can't like, say immediate. boyfriend. That would be weird. That would be weird. Um, and literally, they were like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and I was like uh-huh bye and I just like ran and I was like what why can't I say like oh I'm just over here shopping but it was literally like immediate and then I was like run
1: it's like oh, run your the, your kid went back to his parents like Miss Land's not so nice outside of the classroom
0: <laughs> <laughs> Miss Land's <is> weird <laughs> That's weird
1: guess what, Miss Landed you're gonna like go back to school the next week and everyone's gonna make Miss Land why are you so weird
0: yeah welcome to my life but it is silly that that
1: we have to do that i remember when i was like watching a bunch of like coming out videos on youtube for like uh queer women and they were all saying like oh it felt so weird to shop in the boy section but like now like i just love it because these clothes are better and i'm like it's so silly that like we have to feel it's a t-shirt like why is it weird
0: okay (laughs) and you know what irritates me is like i can't fit things in Mm -hmm. my pockets like yesterday when we went gator hunting, I went to the bathroom and my phone and my debit card fell out because my pockets aren't deep. And I was so irritated. I was so irritated. Going to the bathroom I was... is risky
1: when you keep your phone in like your back pocket and you're like, "That's going to go in.
0: Mm-hmm. Surprise. Um, no, but I was just like, ugh. I was like, why? Why do my pockets have to be so short? Why can't girls have big pockets?
2: it's ridiculous and it, like in the book again like the Alex and I just read we talked like the book talked about like gendered clothing and how it like doesn't make any sense that like for babies even like the clothing is so different like what uh, it's a baby like why do you need specific kind of clothes like that are like frilly dresses or like have sayings on it that say like tough guy like this is a literal baby you don't know if they're gonna like frilly dresses or tough guy stuff yet
0: I don't know if you've ever misgendered a baby or if you've ever watched someone misgender a baby people get crazy like I was with Caleb one time my brother and we passed by a baby and he was like oh she's so cute
1: and they're like it's a boy they do and And then people like well I mean They'll, like, pierce their baby's ears so that people can be like, that's a girl now. Like, now you have to look at the ear piercings. I'm like, okay, why, why don't you just let your baby's ears be normal? <laughs> like? Right. Yeah, Like really pierce you- them in infancy just to them. be like, it's a girl now.
0: <laughs> and that has to hurt.
1: I was Poor bald for, like, two straight years, so no one ever thought I was a girl. I don't think my parents really gave a shit, but, like.
0: There was no being bald with this hair.
1: Oh, yeah. I imagine yeah. that, like, was, like, that, that little piece <laughs> came out, right? <laughs> I have early Afro, like, always, like. You know. Yes. All right. Well, not me. Oh, yeah. All right, Mal. do you have any advice for other people who are questioning and unsure, like, even what to do in that situation? Um,
2: I would say read a lot of books. I sure. think that is really helpful. I think that, for me, like, my biggest thing, like, and something that like you guys really helped me with was like just understanding that no matter what, it's, like my my identity is still valid, right? Like, even if I'm in a relationship with a man, and even if I've never been with somebody other than you know somebody of the opposite like gender, like no matter what it is like your your feelings are valid and you're allowed to identify however you Mm -hmm. and feel like is right for you and you don't need to do anything or like explain yourself or like that part really like that to make it more valid like it's valid no matter what that part um can i have questions
0: what are some books that you would recommend reading maybe fiction or nonfiction that really helped you on that process
2: so I actually posted a like a stack of them uh, like a week ago so my favorite one so far obviously parrotfish we talked about that one already I think that's a really important one to read um Alex um that was not a word also *Felix (laughs) Ever after oh Felix yeah I really loved that also Another one that I recently read that I like instantly like loved so much was "Symptoms of Being Human" um, by Jeff Ooh. Garvin. So the the main character is um, non-binary, and it kind of takes them through like their experience of like ex- like gender dysphoria and mm-hmm. like how people are treating them and like how they deal with that and all that stuff. And this might be this is like kind of a spoiler, but. I think it's okay to say, like, my favorite thing about that book was that they never tell you what the main character's, like, biological sex is. I um, love that. Because it doesn't matter, right? Like, they're, the whole premise of the story is that they're telling you they identify as non-binary, and it doesn't matter, you know, what What their
1: sex at birth was.
2: Right. And so that one, I think, is really good, and it, it just, I just loved it also some other ones recently that i loved were take a hint danny brown which is not really like an exploratory kind of story but she danny brown identifies as bisexual and like is very comfortable in that and i just i felt like it was just like good to see that representation like without it being like an issue or like that you know
1: like Mm -hmm. part of
2: her journey like it's just like who she is
1: Talia Hibbert actually does a really good job I think of writing queer oh I feel like most of her characters are queer whether it's like Mm said or not but she does a great job of writing queer characters who are in like male female pairings Mm -hmm. so it gives that other side of the representation like you don't have it it can be a queer book and it's not like two women or two men
2: yeah Yeah. and I thought uh, with that one too she does a good job of like trying to break down those like norms of like this is like a romance like book and you know the the male is gonna be like this and the female is gonna be like this because yeah. even Zaf the the hero in the story was like a rugby player but also like obsessed and loving romance novels like that super was, emotional right That's and like precious therapy and like all that kind of stuff too so that one I really loved. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any others oh I this is not I just loved that the like the way that they talk about everything and like the normalcy of like different pronouns being used or like people being LGBTQ like it was just like p- not anything special like it was never pointed out it's just like in the wording that they are using
1: they that like they're they Yeah, them, it wasn't or- a big thing it was just like yeah. oh, okay this is this is so-and-so, they're here, and they're, they do. And it didn't even, like, say, like, my pronouns are. It just was yeah, right in.
2: But, yeah, those are some of the big ones. I think Felix Ever After and Symptoms of Being Human are, like, my two – and Parrotfish are my three, like, biggest good reads for,
1: like, exploring yourself and, like, knowing that that's okay. I wrote them all down, so. Okay, good. We will um put them in our show notes. Also – I don't think I ever know. I don't think I know this answer, but how did you become a grammar?
0: Yeah, good question.
1: So it
2: was like a little over a year ago. My best friend, Jake, who's been my best friend since we're like in fifth grade, um, him and I like would go to, like we still do this. We go to Barnes and Noble like once a month together and just like walk around sometimes more often than that not so much now because of quarantine but we just like we'll walk around and like buy books and then like we'll sit and just like talk about the books that we're reading together for a while um jake's really bad at instagram but like we decided to make a a bookstagram together so we were originally friends who read with the wolves because women who run with the wolves is my favorite book and i was in control of the situation but then we were just bad at it. Like we would not ever post because I was like, I don't want to post more than Jake. Cause like, this is our thing together. And then I just like start, I just took over and Jake deleted Instagram. So now it's mine.
1: What were so, you? I feel like I followed you when you had a dip was that? Yeah. We're treat your shelves in the middle. Oh, okay. That's what you were. I, I tried to remember it like a week ago and I'm like, what was your screen? Cause now you're just like shelf acceptance. I'm like, what? Yeah. Your screen name before your screen name your yeah. username
2: <laughs> so we changed to treat your shelves because i thought that that would encourage jake to post more but it did not and i was like whatever i'm just gonna change I'm our name over yeah yeah so yeah and jake and i still talk about books and hang out and talk like read each other's books all the time but he just doesn't do instagram <laughs> anymore yeah
1: not
2: he's an very bad at social media but we
1: love him anyway yeah we do we love you jake it's-
2: Sweet man, yeah. sweet man.
1: Um. Well, Alex, what are you reading this week? Um. I finished The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and I love it so much. So I'm excited for you both to read it one day. Um. And I'm reading When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole, and it's giving me anxiety. <laughs> I just so do. I do. It's- I need to read it. It's good. It's like a thriller, but it's very much like I I don't know what the like what the fuck is going on, but it has Get Out vibes by um, geez, Ooh. what is what an, Jordan, Pe- Jordan Peele, and it's very much like gentrification of like a like a black neighborhood in Brooklyn. And I'm pretty sure the white people are, like, secretly killing them. But I just don't know. I have no idea. I'm almost done with it. And I still don't know what's going on. But I, like, am reading it super anxious. And I'm trying not to, like, flip and spoil it because I am stressed. I love
0: that. It's I love cool. it. Um, What are you reading, Melissa? Or Mel? <laughs> I don't know why I
2: just said Melissa. Yeah, it's because of I your here. name right here. Yeah. I mean, my name is Melissa, for those of you who just think I'm Mel forever. But that's I funny. think that you're Mel forever to me. That's- I do I I appreciate both uses. Um, I'm reading Plain Bad Heroines and I'm like oh. I'm like reading it really slowly because I just haven't had time to read it and it the chapters are long, so like I don't wanna start a chapter and not be able to finish it like yep. at the same time. But I'm really loving it a lot like it's so spooky and this is really weird and freaking me out but like since I started reading it it's been like foggy every day and I'm like oh my god I'm hot ha- like I'm haunted like this is happening. I'm haunted just wait till this that is- yellow
1: jacket buzzes by <laughs>
2: I'm, I'll freak out but yeah I'm really though and I I am excited to see what happens I just got to part two. oh mm-hmm. uh, yes
1: it's such a unique book like the narrator and then like all the all the other shit that happens i'm like this is truly like a concept
0: yeah i love the narrator like
2: love the narrator and we know oh sorry never mind (laughs) don't spoil it for me um but also sam you never found out what books that i bought this week that i was excited to tell you about oh do tell me so i got legend born which i'm excited about Oh my gosh. Okay, that's on my list to get. I also got The Babysitter's Coven, which I'm excited to read. These are not the ones, though, that I was, like, hyping you up for. Are you ready for it?
1: I'm ready. I got Juliet Takes a Breath. <gasps> Ooh, that's exciting. I yeah.
0: love that book so much. It is, like, it is my top three favorite books in the world.
1: I'm Here. excited to Maybe I'll read it next. We'll see. You would probably fly through it. It's such an easy – it's, like, very short. And um, I think Gabby's – she made a comic of that, like, a graphic mm-hmm. novel. And it comes out – I think you can buy it in comic stores at the end of November. I'm probably okay. wrong, but – um like going to be my birthday gift to yeah. myself. Yeah. I already, like, looked very up what so. comic stores I can buy it from that are near me. <laughs> I oh,
0: love- okay. Can we go on my birthday? Sure. To that comic store?
1: I don't know if they'll have okay. it. I have to find me while you're there. Yeah. Okay. Yes, we can. Um, what um, are you
0: reading? So I'm in between four books. Oh my god! Jesus. <laughs> I am reading *The Last True Poets of the Sea*, and I'm almost done. Um, I am reading *Cantores*.
1: Oh, my God. Finish that
0: um, book. I'm reading... Oh, I am. Um, <laughs> I'm reading... Leave the World Behind. Um, Everyone's talking about it, and I'm really excited to read it. And then I'm going to start Addie LaRue soon. Oh, yay. So
1: I'd Finish those other books first, because you will yeah. probably not put down Addie, so... Just, like, read That's the, the
0: problem. I am just in, like, such a spooky, like, mood. I just want to read spooky, witchy things.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I feel um, that. So that's that's my plan, is to, like, just read spooky, witchy, like, crazy things. Crazy. I also have Sawkill Girls that, like, is on my list before October ends.
1: Um, we don't have a lot of time. So. Yeah, you have one week bet all right i'll bet you (laughs) okay how much we bet in i'm not gonna bet money i'm gonna you have to do every podcast thing for the next month if you lose dang what do you mean every podcast thing you gotta edit you have to post on anchor and get those things right you have to schedule you have to plan the questions Okay. Sam's like, I
2: didn't know you did all that. Sam's like,
1: okay, (laughs) I'm not going to read this book.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: I, yes. Okay. Let's see. You will just have to teach me how to do the anchor. Nope. You got to figure it out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She's like, all right. Um, Mel, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Um, Yes. Remind our listeners where they can follow you and see your book clubs, your podcast, all that stuff.
2: Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at shelf dot acceptance. Don't forget that dot in the middle. But if you search shelf acceptance, I'll probably come up anyway. Yeah, um, I
1: never put the dot and you'll always pop up.
2: Yeah, that's fine. So I post about my podcast and my book club on there, but you can also find my podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts, except I think Google podcasts. I don't know why. I don't think they like me, but I'm not on there.
1: Sometimes it's so weird with like what things get approved and how long it yeah. takes. Yeah. But anyway, anywhere
2: else um, you can find me for podcasts. Um, And you can, I mean, if you want to join my book club, you can message me or email me at shelfacceptance at gmail.com. And there we go. Wow. Oh, perfect. Well, we love you, Mel.
1: I love you both. I'm so excited that I got to be a guest finally. I know. It was such a chill episode because, like, (laughs) we talk to you all the time. So (laughs) just a
2: regular conversation. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: All right, yeah, girl. Is yeah girl. All right. Cheers,
2: clears. Right. Bye.